Hey everyone, this episode of Who Gave Us a Mic is brought to you by our sponsor, The Sales Collective. Now you're probably going, Adam, who is The Sales Collective? Well, let me hit you with some knowledge. The Sales Collective is an independent group of professionals with an extensive background in building brands from the ground up. They've come together to create a cohesive entity to better serve their clients. So how can this benefit you? Well, let me pose a question. Have you ever had someone representing your brand or product that was either too small and couldn't provide you with everything you need, or a company that was too big that you felt like you weren't getting the attention you required? Well, the sales collective is like Goldilocks. They are just right. They provide all the experience, knowledge, data, and connections of a big-time firm while also giving you the small business feel where you can rest assured that your success is just as important as their own. So check them out on their website, thesalescollective.org. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Who Gave Us a Mic. I'm Adam Harris, and on this riveting episode, we bring in special guest, Mr. Ken Miller. What's him a special guest as if I'm on here every single time? Well, I, I mean, you're just special. I mean, I could have said I'll special host. I, 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 you know, we could have went that route. Anyway, speaking of special, um, you know what was very special about this week? What was very special about this weekend? Mr. Wolf got sued, Adam. He did get sued. He got sued, and he also lost, mm-hmm. which I think yep. to um, most of PA's um, – Yeah, for those listening not in PA, uh, as of September 14th, it got was – that, that was Monday, right? September 14th? Yes. It got lifted on September 14th, so that means PA's been on lockdown. For what is that? Six months? Pretty much six months on the nose, because I think this whole thing started right around like March 18th, which um, is literally half of 2020, which is so upsetting. I know. Serious. So, I just feel so bad for the small business owners. Like on Monday, that came out that Monday, and I was gonna go because at the time they were doing 25% capacity. Uh, you have to wear a mask to get up to take a piss. But to sit down, you don't have to, which doesn't make much sense to me. And it wasn't even – I know the bar you were talking alcohol. about. You can't get alcohol without food. But the craziest part to me was like and you could put a hand. bar top or a high top next to the bar. Yeah, and you could sit the bar. at the high top. Sit at the bar. But you couldn't – I was like this is the most moronic thing I've ever seen in yeah. my entire life. And so, you couldn't eat – you couldn't drink unless you had food physically in front of you. You couldn't the bar like, had uh, to close at 10. Don't forget that. Yep. So at what? Let's say so two, say three. These poor business owners were making no money. So yeah, that was at like I was gonna go anyway for for the. It was like late afternoon that uh, yeah, verdict came like, down. Yeah, sometime late afternoon, and then I got to the bar at six. And when I say this bar owner was getting ready for a banger, he when I walked in, he was rolling out four seventy-five inch TVs, which I'm assuming when he got that good news, he just went and bought them because. Uh, we've been to that bar a hundred times. I've never seen a 75-inch TV outside. He had four no, of them. Ever. He had four of them. He did a cookout buffet for 10 bucks. All regular apps for 5 bucks, And 22 Millers for $2. I don't even like Millers. We get 22 ounces for 2 bucks. I mean, you're I mean, drinking Miller. Like, yeah, I mean, that's just a great bang for your buck. And for anybody that doesn't really know what like happened is basically they ruled that our governor – it was unconstitutional for him to implement nope. a stay-at-home order along with shutting down any businesses. Mm-hmm. 
which to me, the normal person who hasn't studied either the PA Constitution or the U.S. Constitution, kind of seems like a no-brainer because like the judge said, he goes like, well, see, the Constitution's there, Mr. Wolf, because even in good times and bad times, people still have rights. And you can't go, you know you what? You can't trample over them. Things and they got sucked. screwed because they, and he kept they filed uh, – well, they, they filed the lawsuit in May, mm-hmm. but then Wolf closed down all the courts, and all the courts were like, okay, Mr. Wolf. And then they finally opened back up, and as soon as the courts opened back up, their judges were like – yeah, this is completely unconstitutional. So I don't know if they wanted a vacation because they listened to him. Like the lawsuit was in there. Why didn't they do this early? Uh, well, there was a bunch because I think there was actual – I want to say a um, House representative from Westmoreland County for the uh, state house that was trying to sue him due to the fact that he – I think it might have actually been a sheep. Due to the fact that like state of emergencies only last like 30, 60, 90 days, something along those increments. And he was in less 90 days, That's but he so kept long. implementing every 30 days or whatever that occurrence was. He kept implementing a new state of emergency. And this rep was basically saying, look, you get like this is a one time thing. Like if you go, hey, there's a state of emergency. You can't just go on your own choice. Go, hey, there's another one. And then it removes all the rights and I get to make all the choices. They were like, well, if you want to keep pulling this off, shouldn't there be some kind of oversight and some kind of checks and balances about, you know, Congress? I don't know. Some of your. uh other people at the Capitol going, hmm, do we really need a state of emergency? Are we currently in a state of emergency? Now we have 1% death rate in the entire state. We also have the um, 85% of the people who are dying in our state are in nursing homes. Like, <laughs> is it really a state of emergency That's right so now? Or is, it, no. or is it like Forbes wrote, he's a petulant child who has way too much power who's never had it before and he won't let it go? Way too much power. And that was yep. a great article about Forbes, which – typically is pretty leaning to his side so it was good to see that they <clears throat> that they actually came in and was like this is ridiculous like we're gonna say something. i just think you're gonna see a lot of ramifications from how these not to get too political democratic governors are running these states you're seeing states like new york who are just having fucking giant issues with the people who make a shit ton of money leaving their state because California, um, Elon Musk said he's removing himself. Rogan removed himself. Now granted Rogan doesn't have a large employee base, but he's removing himself from California. I was so um, much more. Think about the tax. Think about if he would have got that Spotify deal and stayed there, mm -hmm. the amount of taxes California would have taken, they would have took half. Maybe more. And then I also was um, reading today that uh, the Daily Wire, which is headed by Ben Shapiro, yeah, that, that he's yeah. leaving and going to Nashville. And he's like, yep. you yeah. well, I mean, that doesn't make sense because Shapiro is about as far right as you fucking get. <laughs> Do you know? Oh my, yeah, he's pretty far right. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you have to take what he says with a grain of salt. Cause you're like, bro, a eh, little too far on that one. Um, but yeah, he's like, yeah, we're going to Nashville because you guys are idiots. You have no idea how to run this country. And it's and he said. And I quote, a complete hellhole here, and I'm getting the fuck out. I don't know why he stayed there that long. I mean, I, it's like it's like people just figured out Zoom and Skype has been here this entire time. Like I don't like I don't know how he made it in L.A. for so long. Well, he has like he said, 75 employees, and you got to think that that's the bread and butter of your entire company. And asking them to uproot themselves and leave their families, yes, what they've known for a very long time, is very difficult. And he also sunk a fair amount of money. That many employees. Yeah, and he said – I think he says 100 globally, so he has people that work remotely. But 
that's a pretty hard ask to go, hey, you've lived here your entire life. Um, we yeah. really value you as an yeah. employee, but if you want to have your job, you get to move there. <laughs> but the funny yeah, part was he was telling me what I was listening to or reading is that they were – him and his partner, they were very hesitant. They were very nervous about the fact that they thought a lot of their employees would actually be very nervous about moving or they wouldn't want to do it. And to his surprise, the like, majority of the people were like, fucking let's go. Because they're probably like, well, you know, especially something like a newspaper outlet that's on the internet, they're getting paid per their subscribers or anything else like that. So they're probably going to keep the same pricing scheme throughout the entire way if they move. But now these people might be able to get paid the same, but they're going to pay half the rent, half the cost of living. They're like, this is perfect. I get to put more money in my pocket. Hell yeah, I'll pack up and take a U-Haul to Nashville right now. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame them. Who wants to live in California? I don't know. I mean, look at it. I mean, the wildfires are like left and right. It's absolute madness right now. Yeah, I mean, it's couple, chaos. I mean, not to get you know too far into that, but there was two cops that were just shot point blank while they were sitting in a cruiser. No, it's totally ridiculous, dude. Well, without getting too far down the rabbit hole of politics, I think I feel like that's what everybody's talking about right now. Did have you seen? Speaking of killing. The movie Tax Collector with uh, what was that dude's name from Even Stevens? Oh, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, Shia did LaBeouf. you see the movie Tax Collector? No, but I, I heard it got like thirty-two on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I think they dicked him over. He was a fucking beast in the. Movie. I mean, granted, the other guy kind of sucked. He was a beast in the movie. I thought it was pretty good. Like I'd watch it again. Yeah, he actually, got people I... like really, really like his character, and he was a complete sociopath. Yeah, he did a ridiculous job. Actually, the, I have to um, refer you to what I said. It got a 17 on Rotten Tomatoes. A 17. Yeah, I don't think it was that bad, though. I mean, they, dude, Rotten Tomatoes also gave Dave Chappelle a 4, and then when they opened it up to the public, he got a 99. So like, Oh, yeah, I think Rotten Tomatoes is totally what the general public likes, and if it's a little bit skewed or a little bit different, and it's not fit to the mainstream, I don't think they give it nearly as high a rating of uh, what it should. The critics do it first, and then they open it up to the public. Yeah, it was absolutely – yeah. I haven't uh, – I might have to check it out because I was recently watching The Boys. You know, oh, yeah, Seth I've been watching Rogen. that. Dude, I love that show. Wait, did you say Seth Rogen? Yeah, Seth Rogen, the guy from um, Knocked Up and everything like that, he's the executive producer on it. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah, he is. That's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, he's doing something completely different. It's working. Yeah. Well, he did something also. It was called well, Preacher, yeah. which I think I oh, yeah, you told me about that. And uh, which was kind of a dark, like TV series, which was pretty good. But this one I think is way better. Which it's a hard premise to kind of describe due to the fact that yeah, I would just say watch it because I I tried describing I, it and I, it just sounded stupid. You know, it's like, like involves superheroes. But imagine I don't a like bad superhero Superman. movies. But it's like bad Superman. Yeah, what I'm saying is like I don't like superhero movies, so for me to like it, it's not like uh like a like all that shit's just kind of cliche and like stupid to me. Unless it's like Batman with uh Heath Ledger. Yeah, that was pretty that movie was fucking dirt. But that was because of Heath Ledger. Like Avengers Endgame, I'm like, this is so stupid. I mean, I get there was a couple of people that died, but for the most part, it's like, oh, everybody does good. Everybody comes together happily. There are any Avenger movie, really. They're all 
I just not a fan. Yeah, which is kind I of. I think that's another... why I like Batman because like it was kind of dark with with Heath Ledger playing such a good Joker, and then this show it's very dark. It's not like your typical feel oh, good. Dude, it's super dark. I mean, <laughs> yeah. just you know, it's not really a spoiler because it's literally the first three seconds in the um, TV show. This chick literally gets ran over and her arms are just ripped off and she's completely just dilapidated. Nice word. Yeah, it was pretty good. It, uh, but you're just like right off the bat, you're like, what? what? Uh, yeah. And you're like, all right, there's no rules in this. Who knows what's going to happen? Which is yeah, actually um, another movie on that same kind of – or in that same vein is uh, – I was telling you about Brightburn, which I don't know if you watched that. Mm-hmm. Did you? Is that Will Smith? No, 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 no. Brightburn's the one in uh, – there's that movie called Bright with Will Smith yeah, on Netflix, awesome. yeah, and it's about the, like, pixies and stuff like that. No, Brightburn yeah. is this one where basically – Right. It was not that good. Um, if Superman came to Earth and he turned bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude. What was that on? Um, Hulu. I would say there's a much better chance I'll watch it now after watching this series. Before, I was like – that sounds fucking stupid, but after watching this series, I'll give it a try. Yeah, because it's kind of a nice twist on it. It's kind of like, huh, I like it. Like It just gives you a different perspective on the usual – or a different view on the typical superhero perspective. Yeah, I'll try it. I'm pouring a um, Higher Plane IPA from uh That sounds like Belgium a pretty heavy pour. I have not. I had the uh, – what was it 1985 Super Haze? I was telling you about that. But actually, you I'd probably like this. It's a hazy IPA, and I think it. I want to say it was eight something. Yeah, eight point five for a hazy IPA, dude. That's not bad. Dude, eight point five is high. I mean, they usually float around six. Yeah, and it tastes pretty good. My new one though is. Uh, from a local brewery called Brew Gentleman, and it's their IPA called uh oh god General Braddock, and oh my god General Braddock, dude. Oh, they're Brew Gentlemen. They're out of Braddock, PA, and I'm assuming the Braddock's named after General Braddock, which I'm assuming served in some war in our country. I should probably like you know have. The, of course, I type in General Braddock, and the first thing that pops up is uh the beer. No, he was actually part of the French and Indian War and um, died in 1755. So, yeah, not Civil War. hundred years before that. I mean, Civil War was way before 1900. I mean, isn't the 1900s basically 1801 through 1899? I don't know. Is it? I would just assume the 1900s. No, the 1900s. I would assume is in 19-something. The, what you're saying makes no sense. Yeah, you're right. Why the fuck would that make any sense? You're right. I'm going to chalk that one up, too. It's late this evening, and, uh, of course, we have to do it later to accommodate it's you. It's not that late. It's 9.45. Dude, that's real late. I'm usually, like, curled up in my bed with my weighted blanket for all this. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, so I guess if we what want to get into drink? me, I'm, dude, I'm drinking a glass of wine. You should know this by now. I don't get the uh, the high-test stuff out anymore. I can't handle it. Well, I only have a couple. I'm drinking Trulies as well. Dude, you and I were talking about that. I think, and we might need to put a poll up, is uh, would anybody drink a truly full variety pack of Dude, getting some, like, you know. I need somebody to make it. Apple pie, pumpkin but pie. But not, like, super over, like, not, like, super strong tasting. Just, like, 
Yeah, no, like the regular pot. Trulies, like when you have the exactly. pineapple or anything else like that, it's not overwhelming. It's this little subtle taste that you have that you're like, ooh, exactly. I like this. Dude, I would crush a apple pie one or a pumpkin pie one. Like oh, that would just be phenomenal on me. Yeah, like sitting, sitting around a fire. Like, oh, let me. Somebody's gonna listen to this, take this idea, and make a shitload of money. And we're gonna be like, I God swear it. it was my idea. And everybody's gonna be like, yeah, okay, dude. I did that once, and I don't even know if it was actually me or my um, poor research, but you know, like a Swiss Army knife. Yeah. I always thought I'm like, yo, they should make a keychain like that, so you can just carry it around all your keys and you just boom, flip them out. And then like two years later, I saw these like on one of those infomercials. I'm like, the motherfucker stole my idea. Like I had that. Pretty sure those have been out forever. That's what I was saying is it was poor research because they've been out for forever. But I was like, in the moment, probably saw one and was like, oh, that's a cool idea. And then forgot you saw one you're like oh i have a cool idea oh that's totally the more logical solution opposed to me being a you know idiot savant and be like oh look at this genius idea because nobody's ever made another like i mean if they have the only knife you know like the swiss army knife is the swiss army knife um i mean they have like leathermans and other stuff like that that are the multi-tool knives so they're pretty prevalent everything they do like scissors like nail filers they have like a (laughs) Thick. oh they have like a toothpick they have a bottle opener you know yeah, they have like they everything you're like wait what but i've actually like used one of those before and and they probably all suck oh you totally like you're like these scissors are i wouldn't cut a post-it note with these things they're atrocious i mean yeah they have yeah. multiple tools but all the tool of the all of those tools suck ass yeah i could see that which is you I know think i've ever used one no, I, I think I, you, I, you know, I feel like it was one of those things, honest to God, where growing up, like either in like your grandfather's or like dad's like room, they had like something on the like dresser. You know what I mean? There was always like a pile of just like <laughs> yeah. shit. You know what I mean? Like there was a bunch of coins. There was like rings. There was like an old watch. You know what I mean? Stuff and like eight different things of cologne that all smell like ass. And there was always like for some Dude, reason. They I always seen, did. Yeah, my grandfather like. He has this cologne called Lagerfeld that's – I mean I love the man to death, but it's bad. And I People keep buying it for him for Christmas, so I feel like he almost feels obligated to wear it every year. But I'm like, man, that's – no. Uh-uh. It was at the point where like you wore that because it smelled better than the steel mill. But, <laughs> <laughs> but not much better. <laughs> not much better. I mean, it was basically like, eh, do I douse myself in gasoline or throw this on here? Because it's like, eh, six, one, half dozen, the other. I really would, too. But, you know, I feel I remember that. And I remember looking at my grandfather's, like, drawer atop of his dresser. And it was like, there's a Swiss Army knife. I'm like, oh, I've never seen one of these before. Let me try that. God, the person that came over there probably made so much money. Bro, you want to know the most insane thing? Is how so, much money somebody made off of a pet rock. Oh, I know. That's so ridiculous. Wait, we're, we're going oh, speaking to... Of, uh, speaking of money, how much do you think a five-foot-tall smoker by, like, let's say... What would you pay for a smoker that was all stainless steel, 32 inches wide, 20 inches deep, and five-foot-tall? What do you think that would fetch? Oh, I did. I I have no idea. I feel like you could get a thousand, maybe twelve hundred bucks for that. All right, wait, hold on, just to get back on this whole thing. 
Guess how much the dude, Gary Dull, made off of uh, the pet rock? Like $600 million. $15 million. About six million. <laughs> he made the way he said it, I thought it was going to be some outrageous. Not, I mean, 15 outrageous. <laughs> how is $15 yeah, million not outrageous? I mean, the fact is that the dude literally would get a rock and ship it to you and be like, here's a pet. <laughs> dude, what a dude. he made fifteen. Million dollars. He literally goes, "You guys are all stupid. I'm going to sell you a rock. That's how dumb you are. I'm, you guys are so dumb. I'm going to sell you a rock and glue eyes on it." I don't get it. I'm actually looking at the list of like things, the biggest things that are kind of scams. Um, and another one on the list is bottled water, which when you kind of think about it, yeah. they've done studies That's that nowhere close as bad as a fucking pet rock. I know. At it least is- I can. If I'm dying of thirst, I can chug up. What am I going to do with a rock? I mean, Hide you could maybe, it. like, beat somebody over the head with it. and but if it's, an, it's that big. Yeah, so, yeah, $15 million. So there you go. So whenever you think you have a stupid idea, there was a dude that invented a rock as a pet. They made $15 million. So go get them, kids. Honest to God, yeah, there's no such thing as bad ideas. Budget. There really isn't. I still and there's no such thing as stupid questions, only stupid people. So I tell people all the time. So do you think you can get a thousand dollars for a smoker that big? <sighs> Wait, what are the dimensions again? Thirty-two inches wide, twenty inches deep, and five foot tall. All out of stainless steel. All out of stainless steel. And the racks are made out of stainless steel. And the whole thing's made out of stainless steel. What's the um, heating apparatus? Let's see. It means like propane, charcoal, electric. Uh, charcoal or propane. Charcoal or propane. So it's basically almost the size of a fridge, kind of. I mean, three yeah, feet wide. Big, five foot tall. That's all stainless steel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going mean, to say bucks. Like yeah, probably. Why do you ask? Uh, my cousin is trying to wholesale it to accounts and he was asking my feedback on pricing and i was like i don't know dude maybe 1200 but i mean i don't know i don't know what he's got into it but i'm like mm, he figure that much money in stainless steel you're doing it yourself the retailer's got to make 35 percent to make it worth their while so you got to figure you got to get your retail price point between a thousand dollars and twelve hundred dollars twelve hundred dollars probably doable a thousand dollars is where i would like to be at if i was him Okay, so he's selling it for a thousand dollars. What are these people going to turn around and sell it at fifteen hundred? No, that's what I'm saying. A retail price. Uh, if if I was him, I would try to get get it in between a thousand dollars and twelve hundred dollars, and then yeah. he would sell it thirty five percent less than that to the retailer. Yeah, because I feel like there's a totally different thing amount. If I see like twelve hundred bucks opposed to fifteen hundred, I mean, I know it's only three hundred bucks, it's over a thousand, but I feel like that's a different mind thing or mental thing about uh if you could uh, get to a thousand but dude it is a bad there is one two three four five there's like 12 racks in that thing is this the cousin that also built the smoker out of the old fridge from you know world war ii (laughs) yeah built his own house with his bare hands yeah uh but dude the smoker is pretty sick he's working on it he has a uh uh, what you want to call it too for a uh, pig on it as well he built and they're sick I'll send you pictures of them dude it's pretty badass post, post them up on the uh, on the IG, IG page they're, they're see what we sick. can uh, 
get some following for his uh is he trying to sell those like and make them quite frequently and start like his own business of making smokers well he could be drunk right now uh, it's 10 p.m on a wednesday there's probably he's a better than not chance in his uh garage on these things for the last three hours oh he's definitely hammered hammered 120 so percent but dude the work that guy does is it's oh it's impeccable that's short incredible it I, is. especially wait till you see the spit I, I mean i really think he could sell both of these things i sent you them you can check them out we'll put them on ig and see what people think but um I think he's got something. I mean, if we can get it to a thousand bucks for a five foot tall smoker, and he can also make smaller ones. Obviously, this would be on the high end. But shit, I feel like that's not bad. No, it's really not bad whatsoever. Oh, Yo, those are to- actually pretty dope. He made that himself. Sick, right? Yeah, he's fucking crazy. That's actually pretty impressive. That's how sick is that spit? That's very badass. Especially if you took them and made like, and then made smaller sizes for them too. I mean, they're pretty cool. But I think, I mean, the big money on that thing is obviously people don't know what we're talking about because they uh, can't see it. But I'll post them. Is though, if you had the versatility where you could stand that thing up both vertically and horizontally, so you know what I mean, you could uh, put the spit in there. So, ooh, but I bet you you could because you know how they do like gyro meat where it's on mm-hmm. a vertical spit. Yeah, you, too, you just have to have something that spins. Yeah, so if you put that same spit apparatus or the mechanics on it so that it did vertically, you could just remove all the racks on the inside of it, and you can make it something like that. Yeah, and the smoker's cool, too. I mean, that's a pretty badass smoker. He definitely is hammered, though. Probably. He needs to quit his job because that dude has way more talent in his pinky than most people do in their whole body. Oh, yeah, but he's also, you know, doesn't allocate it the proper way. I mean, if he had, you know, some kind of, I mean, let's be honest, he just loves drinking sometimes. Mm-hmm. Don't we all, though? I, that, I mean, while we're drinking, doing a podcast, I guess it's a little hypocritical for us to comment on other people's, um, you know, tendencies. I think it's well, that's what you should do. Um, some people actually do because it gets them out of their own head. Um, but speaking of, that's what you should do is put that into your uh, new house that you just purchased. That is what I should do. You should. So, you know. Especially with all the money I made off this house. I should just move every two years. You really should, just to pocket any money. So, I don't yeah. know. I guess you give some people some insight on we can have Ken's uh, reality, real, realtor hour minute. Something like that. Jesus. Um, <laughs> you ever just have problems uh, with English and you're like, wait, what's yeah, the proper um, word for this? Like, when yeah, I'm like, oh, I need to conversate with you. And I'm like, that's not a word. Just say, I need to talk to you. Like, are you drunk? Dude, I've been sitting here trying to figure out how to spell thermometer to Tim for 10 minutes to see if he can build in the thermometer to these, and it's not going well. And especially, too, fucking I, iPhones are so frustrating. Like, you'll say – that's the thing with you. Like, I will text you, and I'll be like, hey, Ken. And I text Ken, I don't know, probably, you know, a dozen or so times a day. But every single time if I'm off one letter, it auto-populates to Jen. Like, I can't remember any <laughs> time in my life I've ever said fucking Jen – but no, iPhone's like, nah, bro, we got you. You're going to go to Jen. Cause that's Especially when the contact above says Ken. Yeah, and you're like, bro, like, let's use some context clues. Like, this shouldn't be that hard. So then you, it does shit like that where it auto-populates, but then you go thermometer, and you go T-H-E-R-M, and it's like, nah, we got nothing, man. You're <laughs> fucked. And you're like, are you serious? Yeah, then it, if you're trying to say fuck, it always says duck, and then that one duck. It's like, how many times do you use the word duck? 
That one time you text duck and then it comes in fuck, it's like, okay. When have you ever said duck? I don't think I've ever said duck. I did it the other day and it came up fuck and I was like, the one time I want you to say duck. Well, I, feel I like can't remember what I was saying then. I mean, it was the duck crossing the road. I don't know in what context you would ever bring up unless you were like, let's go duck hunting. That could have been it, actually. And then you're like, let's go fuck hunting. <laughs> yeah. Which could have a uh, negative connotation. But no, so uh, like you said, you've made a fair amount of money on some of your properties selling them. Um, What's your hints for kind of uh, looking at properties and then finding what you need in each one of them so that you can turn a profit on them in a couple of years? Yeah, I mean, it's different if if you're like flipping them, obviously. Um, But I've just kind of been buying them and living there for a little bit. I like to find houses that are outdated, but in like really good neighborhoods. And then, uh, you know, I'll, I'll move in for a couple years and then just remodel the inside, basically. I, I mean, it's pretty easy to walk into a house and see um, like a new construction home. And this is not just, you know, Western PA where you have certain builders that like to cut corners and build everything as cheap as they can. Mm-hmm. And then you walk into a custom built house from, you know, maybe early 2000s or older and you walk in you're like all right this house is like put together great it has great bones it's just outdated because the person built this house in you know 1992 and they haven't updated since that's the kind of houses i like yeah stuff that has good bones. scared to wear yeah like good bones and then uh the need floors paint appliances maybe redo a, a kitchen or and some bathrooms and um but i don't think like 50 grand like some people do and all my i have always everything i put in a house i'm always thinking resale even like this house you know i plan on living here for quite some time but you know things change and i'm glad i didn't dump a ton of money into it i just kept thinking everything i did i thought how this will will affect resale when can i make money because you never know and i mean you look at covid that should put it in perspective and for people like you never know what if you lose your job and you have to sell your house well if you just remodeled your kitchen for 50 grand you might not. You're get not getting 50k back. out of it. No. No, you're pretty not, good about so. putting um, almost like I don't even know how to say it, but just like aesthetic items in it. Because even her house that you made a fuck ton of money off of, I mean, all you really did was paint it and put new fucking floors in it. I mean, it was nothing yeah. like extravagant. Like, oh hey, house, you're, I, we, you helped me build a deck. I built a deck. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. I want you to rephrase this. I didn't help you build a deck. I built you a fucking deck while you sat there basically and drank. Mm. I helped dig the holes and carry shit. Okay, but you did, and then we built the deck, drank one beer on it, and then you turned around and sold the deck, the house with the said deck on it. Yeah, I was gonna get too much money. I just had to. Yeah, because you're a shitty friend. You're like, hey, I got free labor. I'm gonna do this, then make a profit off of it. I think an opportunity just popped up. I couldn't refuse. Thank you very much. But well, you figure the deck was we we built what was that sixteen by twenty. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, because that's what it was. Figure, the, uh, 16 by 20 deck for, you know, after I paid. Don't act like dead to kindness of your heart. I paid you and Zombeck. Okay, you paid uh, me basically. Like, I could have went to McDonald's and spent that amount of time if I walked away with a bigger dude, paycheck. Dude, I paid you a grand. You for two months worth of work. What? Did you act like you worked two months steady? It was a couple hours here and there. Anyway, besides <laughs> the point. Deck, you figure What do you think I spent on that? Uh, I'm gonna say four grand. Two, I'm gonna say yeah. Before paying you two, I'm gonna say four grand. Um, and then 
painted the whole inside. That was the day I almost died when we did that. I literally almost sacrificed that my life. That, that was one of the moments I, I saw my life flash before my eyes. We almost posted that. What was it? Which Do we still have the video? If we still have the video that's going I'm on sure the IG page. Oh, that's going on the IG page. It's definitely on Facebook. That was the quintessential why men or women live oh longer God, than men. So dumb. Because we were on this hillside that had, I bet you, at least a 15% grade on it. And I had a sawhorse on the ground that was held up by bricks in the backside of it. And then a ladder, this old rickety wooden ladder. It was older than both of us combined, guaranteed. We leaned up against the post on top of the sawhorse. And the sawhorse gave way and I went rolling down the fucking hill with a sawzall in my hand. <laughs> yeah, it was not one of our brighter moments, but... I also wasn't shocked that that's what we did. That was also three years of our lives that we probably aren't exactly proud of. I think it's three years of my lives I don't my our lives I just don't remember. Very valid. But also getting back to the house thing. Um, uh, you did something on your current oh. house that I didn't really, I never thought of. Um, but painting the entire house one color. One color. Yeah. Oh, so here I'll get back to the old house. So that's one mistake I made on the old the first house is I didn't paint it all one color. Yeah. But I was pretty young um so painted the whole house ripped up all the old floors and luckily there was hardwood under most of the house i refinished all those so you figure i mean i probably put in what do you think me definitely I, I would say i didn't even put in 10 grand that was gonna say right around 10 15 just with everything I definitely definitely not 15 i mean you figure i refinished the floors myself so that's a couple gallons of poly in a sander so that's maybe a thousand bucks a deck even after paying you guys it's probably six grand and then paint say another seven grand that's not another grand that's like seven grand total um so you figure with that and the rest was just all kind of like labor yeah uh, i made damn near close to six figures on the house after living yeah but you also it was also a kind of a like you said it was a Probably one of the shittier homes in that entire neighborhood. Yeah, so it's you knew you're gonna have. That's what I like to buy. Yeah, you were gonna Except have definitely. Except this house, this is probably yeah. the best house in the neighborhood. Well, I'd say this house is the second best house in this neighborhood. Yeah, the, your neighbor, you're right. That's a pretty fucking badass house. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the entire complex, yes. But also, what you did was you made sure you went into good school districts because oh, school yeah. districts I, are the I, giant I, thing why people are gonna want to. Neighborhood people want. In houses that people don't want to do the work to, because everybody wants a turnkey house, they don't want to update, don't want to mess with, don't want to put any labor in. So, I just the house we're going to now. I mean, um, somebody just bought the house right next door, redid it, flipped it, and it sold in a day. So right now, if they sold at that price that they listed it, I'm walking in making money even after I redo it. After you and I spent a solid month doing manual labor on this thing. Well, to be fair, I have a lot of good connections now, so we didn't even do manual labor on this house. That's perfect. If I can just sit around and drink beer and comment on what they're doing However, wrong, I'm totally for it. We don't need to put a fence in. Well, a fence has got to be easier than a deck. Oh, yeah, to, or, yeah. So my cousin's going to bring over uh, his machine, and then um, he'll dig all the holes. All we can do is put the fence up. That'd be pretty ideal. So, like, to su- summarize, I was going to say synopsize, which I don't think that's a fucking word. To summarize, all one color. I like, uh, I mean, you can't go wrong with gray walls and white trim. That's like in right now, but Mm -hmm. all one color, all one floor. There's nothing worse than you walk in a house and there's four or five different floors in the house and it chops up everything. Four or five different paint colors. It chops up everything. Like 
people don't like that. It's not aesthetically pleasing. It doesn't look, make the house look as big. You want the flow through the whole house. So like when I lay flooring, I lay hardwood through the entire house. First floor, second floor. The only thing I do totally different is the basement because it's kind of so cut off from the house. It doesn't seem like that big of a deal. But even the basement down here, you know, I painted it uh, all one color, and I probably will do that at uh, the new place. The floors will just be different. You like, painted everything one color except for the uh, hallway. God, except for the fucking hallway. I can't believe I did that. Yeah, go to sell it. I start doing touch-ups, and it's not the same thing. The only place in the whole house that's not the same paint. Is no, it's not even the, the same. And it wasn't even like you found out when you went to sell it. Your fucking open house was on Sunday. Oh, you yeah. and I were running to they, Lowe's they, at 8 p.m. on Saturday <laughs> going to buy new fucking paint to paint the entire goddamn fucking corridor. Oh, that was miserable. So, no, I mean, I think it's a good way to summarize like, hey, and I can definitely attest to the fact that I've seen houses where the flooring's different in each room along with the paint colors. And I get where people's thinking is like, oh, it brings uniqueness to each one of the rooms. And if you're going to spend the next 15, 20 years there, okay, because you want to that's fine. But if you're trying to turn around and sell it and everything, it's a great move because it makes the house look infinitely bigger. But, you know, a house needs to feel like a home, yes, but it's also an investment. Like, if shit goes sideways, you need to be able to turn that thing, like, on a dime and get rid of it. So, all right. So, what would you say about anybody, like, let's say younger who's listening to this, who's trying to maybe buy a first-time home during this market right now that's just absolutely crazy like anything to look well, out money, for they, well i mean i know rates just went up but money's still basically free right now like mm-hmm. uh um they were giving away 2.3 to 2.8 percent interest rates like a few weeks ago um based off your credit score and it's still pretty low so you can basically print money so i'm saying find a school district you really want to get in Find a house that's a little cheaper than your max budget, that's outdated. It might be the ugly house on the block, but it's in the neighborhood you want to be in. It's in the school district you want to be in. Buy it and put some elbow grease into it and spend a little bit of money to fix it up. And whenever you're ready to move out, even if you, like I said, even if you um, plan on staying there for a long time, you can still work, fix it up. Because I look at it like this, right? Any house you buy, if you live in it, you're changing something mm-hmm. to give it your own flair, right? So you might as well save money, change most of it, and make money as soon as you're done. So you I have mean, I definitely uh, equity in your house like as soon as you're done. Now, what happens about something like – because I've heard a couple of people talk that I know like, hey, maybe I'll buy a townhome. Now – I feel like this is me and I'm not a homeowner, but just my perspective and you and I have like talked about things in the real estate market is like I feel like a townhome right now wouldn't be a great investment because it's right now it's probably up 20 percent over what it normally would be. So right now you're going to get a mortgage for this thing at 20 percent, especially if you're a first time homeowner and you're never going to be able to get that money out of it because there's six homes that are pretty much identical to it left to right. And your mortgage is going to be like everybody wants to get away from people right now. Yep. It doesn't seem like people want to be cooped up in a in an I'm not, I know you didn't say apartment, but like in an apartment in a townhome. Like it doesn't seem like people want to be on top of a room. Yeah, and I mean if there's one thing COVID taught me, just your your money and your job can be gone at the drop of a hat. So you better. Uh, I mean, knock on wood. You know, luckily I've been completely fine, but. 
There's a lot. I of have people a lot of aren't. friends that haven't. Yeah, I have a lot of close friends that you know aren't. So yeah, I read a statistic that I think out of um all the renters in PA, forty percent of them are at risk for eviction. I mean, forty percent, and there's like four hundred thousand people. Like that's Fair insane. Well. And you know, not everybody's going to be able to buy a house, but if you can, if you can't afford to buy a house and not rent, like you. I would highly I like recommend running that. just dude because I, I have commitment issues well, as we all know. Your business is I mean it's not recession proof, but like it's almost my it's own equity. As close as you can get to recession proof. Yeah, and I mean? it's like my own thing, like you're buying a house so that you can turn it around and make money off it. I own my own company, so if I invest instead of time on my home, I invest it into the company so at some yeah. point it's worth more. So it's helping me out. So it's like the yep. same thing. I just have if you have the habit. money to, in, instead of paying, like if you're having, especially if you have an expensive apartment, if you can just, if, if your rent is the same as a mortgage, like why would you not want to own that? So if worst case scenario, you lose your job, you're not locked into a lease for a year. You actually have a house that you can turn around, sell and make money on. Mm-hmm. No, so everybody out there thinking about buying a house, hit up Ken. We'll post up, you know, maybe some pictures of what Ken, and we'll post up some of the deck pictures that uh. I'm gonna be very sad to leave this house because I did it. Dude, very I love that nice. house. Uh, I'm obsessed with this house. Uh, it's gonna be a sad day. I think the day before I ink the paper, you might have to come uh drink with me while I cry on your shoulder. Oh, it's perfectly fine. I fully accepted that we're gonna just have to um drink ourselves stupid the e- the last evening you pretty much have there. So sad. Just as a, a sad uh, one last hurrah. But it just wasn't conducive to children, so. No, yeah. and uh, you keep repopulating pretty much like a bunny, so. Oh, God. <laughs> Never again. Yeah, that's what you said after the <laughs> first one. Never again. Right. So uh, with that, you got anything else, pal? No, that's it. All right, thanks, everybody, for another episode of uh, Who Gave Us a Mic. Give us a shout-out on IG. We'll try to post some content about what we talked about in this episode, and if there's any suggestions about what you guys like to hear Kenny and I drink and bullshit about, shoot us a, uh, what do the kids call it, a DM, and we'll see what we can do. So with that, I am Adam Harris. He's Ken Miller. Talk to you guys later.